And eventually marry? Uh, yes. And when did you marry? Uh, in uh, 1981. And where did that occur? In uh, also in Warren, Ohio. Now at the time that you met Cindy, uh, were you working as a law enforcement officer then? Uh, yes sir, I was. And in what capacity were you working when you two first met and began to, to see each other? I was working as an undercover uh, drug uh, agent with the Sheriff's Department. Where I was employed. In your time with the sheriff's office, could you just describe for us what different positions you held or responsibilities you had? Well, I had a brief uh, stint as a considered an auxiliary officer. I was immediately asked to become a full-time officer, which I did. I was in two years uh, road patrol. I advanced pretty quickly to become a detective, and I was working uh, at different times in uh, auto theft. I mean, it was a lot of different things and homicide. I did a lot of different varied things as a detective. How big an agency was the Sheriff's Department? It, well, is it is it Warren, Ohio Sheriff's Department or? It's called the Trumbull County Sheriff's Department. Trumbull County Sheriff's Department. How big a, a, uh, a Sheriff's Department is that? At the time that I was employed there, uh, we had a road patrol or at least a, a full-size staff of about 110, maybe 112 sheriff uh, deputies. And how about the detective divisions? How many detectives did you all have? Somewhere in the neighborhood about 10 to 12. It wasn't a real large agency, but I would say roughly about that. So, so during your period as a detective, did you investigate a number of different kinds of crimes? Right. I originally started out with, uh, as far as, um, like it says, the auto theft and also like um, break-ins and things like that. But uh, from time to time, you would be brought into other realms of investigation. And occasionally even homicide cases, I think you just said. That could happen from time to time, yes, depending on what was needed and the number of staff that can be utilized. Now, during your marriage, um, were you blessed with children? Yes, fortunate enough to have two children with Cindy. Okay. And uh, the oldest, could you tell us the name and gender of that child? Uh, my oldest is my son, Lee. Uh, he is uh, going to be 29 years old this year. And what year was he born? Uh, in 1982. And how about your daughter? Uh, Casey, which she's a, a female. She was born in 1986, and um, so now she's 25. Now, did there come a time during your the time you lived in Ohio when you got out of law enforcement and got into another line of work? I got out of law enforcement uh, for two reasons. Uh, my father had asked me to come back into a family-established uh, car business. And uh, after numerous um, incidents that occurred within the sheriff's department through being uh, hurt on the job, different other things made me change my mind to get out of law enforcement and go back into a family business. That I know, number one, be more stable. I would be able to provide uh, more for my family. Now, were you still working as a law enforcement officer when Casey was born, or did that happen during your second career? Um, you see. Um, Casey was born after I had left the Sheriff's Department. And you said you went into a family business. What type of family business was that? Uh, my father started a automobile agency back in 1947, so he had been in the, the business for numerous years. Did there come a point in time when, so you did go to work for your father then? Yes. Did there come a point in time when your father left the business or you left his business? 
Well, my father was sort of in like a semi-retirement when I joined him in 1984. And shortly thereafter, we had some incidents that occur with between him and I, we decided to part ways. And I believe that was in uh, 1987. I'm roughly thinking about that was probably the time. And did you decide to, to basically go out on your own in that same type of business? Right, I started to start my own uh, automobile agency, a small used car dealership and provide for my family, yes. Now, when Casey was born, were you still working for your dad or were you on your own at that point? I was, I just, Casey had just been born and it was like about a year after Casey had been born that I went out on my own or we, I started another business. Now, at some point, did you and your wife decide to leave Ohio where you had grown and lived and move to Florida? Yes, we decided uh, for a lot of uh, reasons. Number one, my parents had retired here in Florida. Cindy's parents also had retired in Florida. And through uh, my job, or my job at the company that I had established was suffering financially. Just a lot of different reasons came into play for us to decide, well, the children were young enough, why not go to Florida? I mean, that's somewhere where both grandparents, both sets of grandparents were at. Fresh start, give us just another opportunity to start over. Now, during your, <coughs> pardon me, during your marriage through the birth of your children, did your wife Cindy continue to work? Cindy had, uh, she started working part-time when, when Lee was, um, was first born to provide for him and be there for him. And, and she started working full-time and I know she took some time off a little bit when Casey was born. And she still worked, I can't remember the exact many of hours she had been working during the week or something like that, but it wasn't a lot. She took time to help raise our children. Now, about what were the ages of your children when you all moved to Florida? Uh, Lee was just shy of being seven years old and Casey was just, um, just three years old. Uh, when you got here to Florida, did um, Cindy go, go to work in her profession? Pretty much immediately, she uh, was hired by uh, a orthopedic clinic in Winter Park, and I had it took me about three months before I was employed. Had you considered going into law enforcement when you got to uh, to Florida? I did go down to the uh, Orlando Police Department and look into being hired by them, and because of having a law enforcement background, I thought it would be an easier chance for me to get reestablished and start having a pretty much an established uh, an income right away. And did you decide not to, not to pursue that? Right, after thinking about some of the drawbacks of law enforcement and how telling it can be and hard, it's, it's a very hard, hard line of work to adhere to every single day. It, it's very demanding. All right. And was your wife um, part of that decision-making process All right, not going back in? I apologize. I, yes, she didn't want me to go back in law enforcement because she's seen what could potentially happen. I mean, you could be going to work one day and not come home the next. It, it's, it's a very uh, tough position, very prof profession. At some point, did you get into the private security field? Yes, I was hired by the city of Orlando um, and started working at the what, the what was considered the Centralplex at the time with the Orlando Arena, Bob Carr. What was that? And in, in the years leading up to the the events we're going to discuss, did you work in that field um, pretty consistently? Pretty consistently. It, it's, it's unfortunate that from time to time you lose a position or you, it, you have a chance to move on somewhere along and you make some decisions to go into another line of work or get back into something that you know. And Yes, and, I, I did some more security work, yes, over the years. And did Cindy continue to work in her nursing profession? 
yes, Cindy has been very fortunate. She's only had two positions of, of employment since we've been here all these years. Now, did there come a point in time when you learned that your daughter was pregnant? Yes, I did. I, I think it was like May or June of uh, 2005. How did you learn that she was pregnant? Uh, my uh, daughter and my wife set me down in our living room and uh, said they had something to tell me. And first hearing about it, extremely excited. Extremely excited to be a grandfather, to see my daughter be a mother, but also concerns about you know, how she's gonna raise a child because she's, she's a single mom. I, I never really thought too much about who the father could be. That was a discussion I wanted to have maybe a little bit later. I wanted my daughter first to be happy, to get through the pregnancy fine, to enjoy that special time of becoming a mother that I thought was very important. Now, you kind of touched on this a little bit. At the time that you learned of the pregnancy, um, your daughter was not married at the time, as far as was she? Yeah, Casey's okay. never been married. All right. Um, at the time that you learned of the pregnancy, was she involved with someone where you would sort of assume that that person was the father? Well, I, I really wasn't sure if Casey, I, I know Casey had dated at different times over the years, but I really wasn't sure about who she was maybe seeing on a more serious basis or anything like that, no sir. So, um, how did you and your wife begin to prepare for the arrival of a grandchild? Oh, just doing everything we can to make Casey's life as easy as possible for our, our, our uh, grandchild. Uh, getting a chance to go to different times when she was gonna be examined, uh, went through the uh, ultrasound. Did you go? Oh, absolutely I did. And when I got a chance to uh, see that it was considered, uh, I think it's called a, a, a pancake, I think it's the term or, or something like that, of, of when you can see it's gonna be a girl. Okay. I, 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 maybe that's not the proper terminology, but I was very excited. I mean, if having a, a grandson would have been terrific, but just knowing that she was gonna be a mother and us be grandparents, it, it wouldn't have mattered. She could have had three or four children at once. It would have been fine with me. I just was excited. At the time that, that you learned of the pregnancy, was Casey living under your roof? Casey has always lived with us, yes. Now, was she in school at that time? The time you learned of the pregnancy? Or had she already finished high school? She already had finished high school. Uh, to your knowledge at that point, was she working? She was uh, working for uh, a company called Color Vision, which is a subcontractor for Universal Studios. Was it your understanding that that was one of those companies that take your picture when you walk in the front door and then offer to sell it to you yes. later? That, that kind of thing? Yes. All right. So um, during your preparations for this, was there any question among the three of you as to where Casey and your grandchild would live after she was born? No, I mean, we just, we opened up, she's always lived at home, and we thought that would be the, not thought, but we knew that having Kaylee with us, or knowing that our grandchild could live with us until Casey got more established, met her better on her own, possibly job promotion or whatever it might be, she would stay with us until the time she felt that she wanted to leave. Now, you mentioned home. Where was home? Home was 4937 Hope Spring Drive, where we've lived since 1989. Since when? Since 1989. 89. And was that a house that you all purchased? Uh, was it, did you purchase it actually before you moved to Florida or sort of early on? 
Uh, Cindy had came down to Florida to see her parents and when we decided we were going to be moving down here because of, of my work at the time and through other things I couldn't get away, Cindy basically came down and looked the area over, found a realtor, found a home, and what they say the rest is sort of history. That's the home we settled on. And this is, is this a home in which you raised your children and were intending to help raise Kaylee? Oh, yes. Um, could we show the witness uh, State's Exhibit AN for identification? If you'll look at the screen for a moment. Um, do you recognize the photograph that we've identified at State's Exhibit AN for identification? That is our home at uh, Hope Spring Drive, 4937. That's the one you've described to us where your children were raised and yes. where Kaylee was to be raised. This time, Your Honor, State would move into evidence State's Exhibit AN for identification. What says the defense? There being no objections, it will be received in evidence as state's exhibit numbered. And may I publish, Your Honor? You may publish. Now, this, um, during the time that you were um, assisting with the pregnancy and waiting for your grandchild to come around, um, did Kaylee, I'm sorry, Casey continue to work? Casey worked up until uh, I think it was might have been about at least two or three weeks prior to um, Kaylee being born. I might be off maybe a week or so, but at least it's in that that short time period. Tell us about Kaylee's birth. Wow. Where were you when you found out? I'll try and help you with this. Where were you when you found out that it was time? Uh, we were, um, Cindy, Casey, and I were all at home. And um, Casey had been starting to become a little bit ill, or she was showing signs of possible labor. I, I mean, she was throwing up. You know, she had some other small issues that made us think, okay, maybe this is something that's going on, that's something we need to um, look into and get her some assistance. So we um, took her up to the, um, to the hospital and I think in a few short hours, you know, we, the doctor was called in, her pediatrician and... Um, you mean her obstetrician? Obstetrician, I'm sorry. Oh, my that's okay. Obstetrician, yes. And um, the lady um, helped her bring Casey into the, I mean, Kaylee into the world. Were you actually there in the delivery room or did you have to wait outside? Oh, I was, I was in the delivery room. I was in the delivery room for my, two, my own two children, but also be in there for also for Kaylee, which was to me not only amazing, but also embarrassing to a point. Sure. And if I might say that there's sometimes in, in your life as a father, there's some things of a ch your child you don't want to see again growing, <laughs> growing up. And, and, but you know something, it's just an experience that it's just, it's hard to put into words just how elated you are and how happy you are to see your own child give birth to another child. It's just amazing. And was, was the birth, uh, Kaylee okay? Kaylee was fine. I mean, there was a little complication here or there, but it wasn't anything that the doctor couldn't take care of because the doctor was right there the whole time and, and other nurses and things like that. So it was well taken care of. Now, during the, the pregnancy, at, at some point, did, was the subject broached about who the father of Kaylee was or was thought to be? 
I can't re remember if we exactly talked about it prior to just Kaylee being born or right, right after, but I, I know then it was brought up because, yeah, I wanted to know because I feel it takes two to make this child and this father needs to be made aware of that he's going to be a father and who he could possibly be and you know, it'd be great to meet him and see what his obligation would be. And I felt whoever the father's needs to be, have an obligation for birth sure. of this child. Did you have an occasion then to meet the person that at least at that point was thought to be the father? There was a name brought up that Casey believed could have been the father. Um, all I remember is the last name was Baker, I believe. And that was about it. But if I can take another step forward, sure. Casey also had been seeing another uh, gentleman who had been employed at Universal Studios by the name of uh, Jesse that I got to uh, understand and get to know that he could have been also been the father. So he was you know, one of okay. two guys possibly. Now, when did you first meet Jesse? I met Jesse for the very first time on the day that Kaylee was born. That had been August 9th. How did that go? Uh, not very well, truthfully. Uh, I mean, I, I was elated to be there to see my daughter, to see my granddaughter, but Jesse did not make the best first impression with me. All right. Now, um, after uh, Kaylee was born, did she and Casey return to your home? Yes, I think um, that next, it could have been the second day or maybe third day. I think it was the second day. And did Jesse become at least initially part of sort of the, the, the family group with, with Kaylee as an infant. Right, Jesse, we pretty much opened up our arms to him and, and, and welcomed him in and wanted to get to know him more and just, you know, if he, if he was the father, I would just be happy and late to get a chance to know him and see what his dynamic was gonna be as far as how he was gonna take care of Kaylee in case or at least help take care of them. Did there come a point when it was learned through certain scientific testing that Jesse was in fact not the father of Kaylee? Right. I'm not sure about how long after Kaylee had gotten home, I mean, Casey and Kaylee had gotten home, that Jesse went and got a paternity test done. As Kaylee grew, what was your role in her, her upbringing in her life? Um, I'm just her grandfather. I mean, I, I probably acted sometimes maybe like as a father with her because I was around her every day or nearly every single day. And uh, to me, that was pretty awesome to have not only my daughter there, but also to have my granddaughter to be around. That's just, you know, on the scale of one to 10, you have to give that probably a, a, a 20 or better because it's, it's double the excitement. Now, life. what role did Cindy uh, take in, in raising Kaylee? Oh, just being a great-grandmother, I mean, helping any way she could, uh, help uh, babysit from time, or, you know, take care of Kaylee from time to time, um, same way as I did. I mean, Cindy did it more frequently than I did because of my work schedule, but to be a, a fantastic grandmother, help provide for Kaylee in any way that we, she could or I could. As Kaylee began to grow and be able to speak, did she have names for you and Cindy and other members of the family? Well, Kaylee started calling me JoJo, and I, and I know how probably JoJo came about because my daughter Casey used to call me Papa Joe, and that happened to be through another friend of hers that we just became very close with over the years. But JoJo was just probably easy for Kaylee to, to say better than Grandpa, but or Grand 
father or something. So you were Jojo? I was Jojo. How about Cindy? How did Casey? Uh, Cindy became Cece, or possibly uh, Grammy sometimes, but mostly it was Cece. Now, taking us now up into um, 2008, the, the winter, spring, early months of 2008, um, tell us how Kaylee had developed. In other words, how would, what could she do? How advanced was she physically, mentally, et cetera? Well, not only I'm just a bragging grandfather. Sure. But uh, we'll take it with a grain of salt. But she, I mean, she was a very vocal child. I mean, she could put a lot of words together. She could, uh, we have a, a remote on our, our TV. She learns how to do that. There was another little button she could push on the TV to get it to change channels, which I thought was amazing. She could turn on the VCR, put her own uh, DVDs in. Oh my gosh, she, she knew to go inside of our pantry area and get the plastic jar of peanut butter we had the small one and go get herself a spoon have her come over and, and ask you to open it up so she could have a spoonful of peanut butter um, God puzzles to go together the way she'd bring crayons to you to color every day and, and make uh, play-doh little things for herself I mean you name it she she could do it and, and I I knew from working with her or from us doing things with her she was a very bright child you would sing a song with her once, she could sing it next time with you, which to me was just amazing. So in terms of physical dexterity, she was able to uh, open drawers, uh, open doors, things of that sort. Oh, right. There, there would be no thing that she couldn't accomplish. I mean, we, we've seen that. We put the proper security no um, plastic knobs on doorknobs and stuff like that because, yeah, she could, she could, she could open things up for, for her age. She was really something. Now, in the fall... I'm sorry, in the um, early summer, late spring, early summer of 2008, did you believe that your daughter was employed? That's a sort of a, a two-part answer for me. Sure. Yes and no. Okay. Explain just, that for us, will you? I always wanted to give my daughter the benefit of the doubt of working and providing for her for her own daughter because she was a single mom. But at different times, and I would question about her, about her, her, her money or, or things like that, how she was providing for, for Kaylee. Okay, let, let me stop you for a sec, because I don't want to go too far afield of this, but what, what was it that she told you about her employment, let's say in May and June of 2008? What was it that she told you well, about Well, that she was still uh, employed by Color vision. She's moving on as an event planner, I believe, through Universal Studios at the time. But also, she was starting to work a part-time job at Sports Authority, not too far away from our home. And as far as the Universal Studios job, did you believe that she was actually working there at, in May and June of 2008? I was wanting to believe that she was working there, yes, because, I mean, she still had a universal ID. Um, she, every time I would be talking to her and asking her prior to me going to work, are you going to work today? Yeah, I've got something going on at Universal. I'm doing this event planning and things like that. So, yeah, I was believing and hoping that she was working there, yes. Would she, did she have a routine reflective of someone going to work? 
pretty much so. I mean, I, I know she worked a, a lot more like a early afternoon to an early evening type sh type shift. You just went at one or two o'clock and might not come home till like eight or ten o'clock at night. I mean, it could vary. I, I, I know working in event planning that she had ex explained to us, sometimes you could work just during the that particular event that you're scheduled for, which couldn't could be four or six hours long. So I just took it as she was there for that period of time, yes. What did she tell you? Well, at this point in time, let's say May and June of 2008, uh, was Cindy working with your wife? Yes. What was her work schedule? Uh, Cindy was uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, she could be leaving the house anytime between 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock. And she would work till five, sometimes six o'clock in the evening. Could be a little bit later, but generally that was her general work schedule Monday through Friday. How about you during that same period of time? What was your work schedule? I was working on an afternoon shift. I was working 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. Um, some people call it a second shift or an afternoon shift. I was working in security for a company out of Altamont Springs. And were you working the same Monday through Friday schedule as Cindy or different? No, I worked Sunday through Thursday. I was off on Fridays and Saturdays. Now, <clears throat> during the periods of time when Casey, you believed, was at work, and you and Cindy were both at work, did she indicate to you what, who was watching Kaylee? Well, I, there was a name that was brought up, and I don't think it was maybe a year prior to all this stuff occurring from us. I think it was probably just shortly after the first of the year that I can basically remember a, a girl by name of Zanny's name was brought into it, or I guess the name came out later on as Zanida. But that's what I was told to her. This lady was taking care of uh, Kaylee's, his name was Zanny. She was a babysitter when you and Cindy were not available. Yes. <clears throat> now, I want to direct your attention, excuse me, to um, June the 16th. Well, before I do that, um, could we have States Exhibit A? Uh, let me unpublish first. Do we have States Exhibit A uh, for the monitor for the witness? You recognize that picture? That's Kaylee. That's my granddaughter, Kaylee. This time, Your Honor, move into evidence States Exhibit A for identification. What says the defense? There being no objection, it be received in evidence as states numbered. And I've published it to the jury. No. Do you know approximately when this was taken in terms of its proximity to the last time that you saw her? This would have to be probably the um, early part of 2008. I'm just going to guess somewhere in that January to uh, March, April time. I'm just taking a wild, wild guess. It's probably in that first quarter of 2008. Does this um, fairly and accurately depict her appearance the last time you saw her in terms of, of general appearance and hair and all those kinds of things? Generally, yes, it does. I mean, she could have her hair back from time to time. She could have glasses on. It just, but this, yeah, this is definitely, sure. this is definitely Kaylee. Now, take us to the morning of the 16th of June of 2008. It was a Monday morning. Tell us how that morning began for you. Uh, with uh, me waking up probably about the time that my wife was, had just left for work or going to work. Uh, me getting up and having my, my normal cup of coffee. Um, just 
starting my day off a little bit early, early like I generally have, um, and having having Kaylee come out and be able to spend some time with her. Was that was that a normal course of events for you to have some morning time with Kaylee? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there would be times that after she would she'd be in in Casey's room with her, she would come out, and I'd take her first thing is to make sure that she would freshen herself up, brush her teeth. Um, go use the facility room that she needed to do because she was starting to do that and just you know maybe wash her face off and just say hey this is how you want to go with Jojo and get some cereal and things so that was the start of our, our day that was pretty much not an everyday occurrence but it was pretty pretty regular and is that how it went on this particular morning oh absolutely it was it was a great morning to just have some fun together her and I act silly and dance around and watch a video or whatever it might be, so color. What, what, what was her favorite video? Did she have a favorite? Oh my gosh. Um, Lady in the Tramp was a fantastic video for her to watch. Um, 101 Dalmatians that she called Dal Dalmatians. Uh, there was just a lot of different things that just captivated her that she loved. I, I wish I could remember more right now, but those two, I know she watched quite frequently and enjoyed the most. Now, this particular morning, do you recall when you first saw Casey? Probably could have been about 9, 10 o'clock that morning, roughly right around there, her just getting up and getting her day started and just... I'm not, I can't remember exactly what she did to get ready that day for work or something like that. I, I know it was, it was, to me, it was a lot of precious time for me to spend with, with Kaylee. So whatever Casey could have, could have done in that morning, been on the computer, whatever she was doing, I'd let her do her thing. Because when you got time with your grandchild, you know, your own child sometimes takes, <laughs> takes a backseat to that. Okay. Did anything was it just a normal morning? Anything out of the ordinary occurred? Anything different than the usual mornings that you, you had? Not really anything I can really say that really stuck out at all. I, I, I just know that I, just, I was just so thankful to have time with, with Kaylee, talk, talking to Casey. I'm sure we had a conversation about work or, or something. I don't remember the specifics about that aspect of it, but I do know that it was when people talk about a typical or routine morning, a morning before they went off to work, it's probably just one of those typical times that we all sort of just take for granted sometimes. All right. So uh, <coughs> did there come a time when Kaylee and Casey left the house that, that day? That is something that is uh, forever in my mind that I can't forget that day because that's the last day that I saw Kaylee and Casey together. I, I was watching a specific program on TV. It's on the Food Channel on our, our one of our local cable TVs. And uh, this gentleman who has this show called Drive Drive Up Diners and Dives. I'm just I've just been amazed by his his stuff. I, I just like him going around. But what what is what's really just amazing is I remember the time because it was a commercial break on TV, and I remember Kaylee coming out from Casey's room. Um, dressed in a nice little pink top. She had her uh, blue jeans, little uh, shorts on, her white sandals, pink socks, her um, white sunglasses, her hair pulled back, and she had a little backpack on. 
And I said, where are you going? And she says, going with mommy. And I said, oh, really? I said, where are you going? I'm going to see Zanny. And I said, really? Great. You know, I'm just excited. I'm just knowing that she's happy and I can see excitement in her. And, and within a few minutes, Casey comes out and, you know, dressed. And she says, Dad, we're going to work. I'll, I might be home late or I'll let you guys know I might be staying over. Staying over where? Uh, she, she said, you know, probably Zanny's house because Zanny was, I guess, lived somewhere close by or she didn't want to come home too late. And plus Kaylee would be in bed between 8.30, probably 9 o'clock. And I said, okay, it's something that happened every once in a while. It wasn't a, an occurrence that occurred. I think it could be every once in a great while she would stay with a friend or stay at Zanny's house or something like that. Now, so Up to this point in time, had you ever met Zanny? Uh, no, I never met Zanny, never had a any reason to because I thought that's who so Kaylee was seeing. You told us about the conversation with Kaylee and with Casey. What happened? I I went out I, I like generally like I did when I could see them going off to when seeing Casey going off to work and walking out with, with Kaylee and seeing Kaylee getting placed in the car, getting buckled in her car seat. Just just a normal type stuff and I did and I blow her a kiss and say Jojo I'll see you later and she'd blow a kiss back and give Casey a hug and just told her you know drive safe make sure you come home not too late you know just normal father grandfather type things to, to do and did you see them leave in a vehicle uh, they left in Casey's car which is a Pontiac Sunfire that's a white Pontiac Sunfire yes did you ever see Kaylee again I've never seen Kaylee since June 16th. I haven't seen her since. Now, Mr. Anthony, I need to ask you some questions about something else. Have you ever sexually molested your daughter, Casey Anthony? No, sir. Have you ever committed any sexually inappropriate act with or in the presence of your daughter, Casey Anthony? No, sir. Were you present in your home when Kaylee Anthony died? No, and when I heard that today, it hurt really bad. Because if I would have known something would have happened to Kaylee, we wouldn't be here today. Now. Let me just ask you a couple of questions. When you were a law enforcement officer, were you trained in CPR? Uh, yes, sir. Is there any extent that you would not have gone to to save Kaylee's life? I would have done everything possible, humanly possible, to save my granddaughter if what was stated prior would have happened. I would have done anything I would to save my granddaughter. Did you dispose of the body of your granddaughter? No, I did not. Did you obtain duct tape from your shed or garage and place it over the nose and mouth of Kaylee Anthony? No, I did not. Did you have any role or any knowledge that Kaylee Marie Anthony 
died on June 16th, 2008, prior to recent revelations? No, sir, I never had any duct tape. I, I never knew of anything that happened to Kaylee until, until our life started to unfold on July 15, 2008, and when Kaylee was found on December 11th. Your Honor, I have no further questions of the witness at this time. I would like to reserve the right to recall him for additional areas of testimony. Cross-examination. Mr. Anthony, when did you first find out your daughter was pregnant? I believe it was sometime in May or June of uh, 2005. So she was seven months pregnant when you first found out? Six, seven months. It could have been right around that time, yes. Do you recall going to a wedding that was uh, Cindy's brother's wedding? I went to uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, but I did not attend the wedding. Were you ever confronted by Rick, her brother, about Casey's pregnancy? We had a brief discussion about it, but I, uh, I, told, I, I told Rick it was none of his concern, none of his business. Whatever was going on with Casey would be taken, it would be, it would be handled through Cindy and I. We will, were there for Casey. You don't have to worry about it. So is it your testimony today that you knew she was pregnant and you just didn't want him to know, or you didn't know she was pregnant at the time? I, I, I didn't have an exact knowledge of the time that she was, when I found out that she was pregnant, I didn't have that exact knowledge at that time. Did I have a feeling? Possibly, yes, no. Um, but no, I mean, I did see a change physically in, in, in Casey, but nothing that I know that Cindy and I weren't going to, you know, help her with or attend to. So the photograph that you saw here today, you don't believe. Yes. Yes. Mr. Baez, if it's not in evidence, do not, you may. Is that a fair and accurate representation of Casey when you went to the wedding? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, I did not go, I did not attend the wedding. I was there, but I didn't go to the wedding that day. But as far as that being Casey and, and Cindy together, yes. Judge, unless there's a, any objection, I'd like to move Defense Exhibit A into evidence. Yes, Your Honor. Object to counsel moving that to Stay. We'll call them back for that. Motion to say, Bob. Mr. 
So we can all be just clear, Mr. Just a second. You may proceed. So we can all be clear, Mr. Anthony. Did you know your daughter was pregnant the day the photograph was taken? Not, not exactly. I mean, I, I had a feeling that she was, but then again, like I've, like I've stated, until we knew for sure, until we could take her in for some kind of test or something like that. So the answer is no? Yeah, the answer, the answer is no. I mean, do, do I feel, does it look like it at that point, that photograph? Yeah, possibly. I didn't ask you that. I just asked you, did you know if your daughter was pregnant the day that photograph was taken? Your answer no. is no? No, not exactly no. no. And you were a father of two? Yes. And you were a father of two when that photo was taken? Yes. And is it your idea that your daughter had a beer belly? I think the term was considered at one point maybe with uh, retaining water or something like that. It's, it's possible. I mean, I, I didn't believe that my daughter could be going to have a child right at that, that time, but stuff happens. I mean, it's... Did anyone know that Casey was pregnant when that photograph was taken? Anyone outside? Sustain. Did you tell anyone at that time that Casey was pregnant? No, not at that time. I did not know. And when you were confronted with her pregnancy, you didn't want to, to talk about it, did you? The first time I heard about Casey expecting a child is when Cindy and Casey came back to our house and we sat down on the couch together or very close to the proximity of our couch in our house. and. Casey and Cindy told me that they have something that they wanted to tell me about. And you didn't have a clue that Casey was pregnant up until that moment? Like I said, a, 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 maybe a, a feeling or an intuition to a point, but when they told me, I was, I was elated. I was excited. You have no problems with your vision, do you, sir? No, sir, I do not. Okay. And was there an explanation given by your, your daughter lived with you, did she not? Yes. Every day? Every day. And you saw her every day? Pretty much saw, I'd say probably 99% of the time I would see her, yes. And six months prior to that photograph being taken, did you see her retaining water then? Well, I really don't believe that you see a, a person or a woman, each woman is, is made up differently. Each woman is going to show a pregnancy differently. My question to you, sir, is six months prior to the photograph being taken, did you see your daughter retaining water then? Six months? No, did not. <clears throat> Have you, prior to Casey being pregnant, had you ever seen her retaining water prior to that? When Casey was younger, I know she put on weight here and there when she was involved with athletics and things like that. Casey was a very athletic young lady growing up. And when she was younger and putting on weight due to being in athletics, did it come out of, did the weight gain in her stomach or elsewhere? stomach it could be in her uh, hindsight or her butt some people would consider it could be in her shoulders and she would work out and it would sort of go away she was an avid runner so as she was an avid runner she would gain a belly no i'm not saying that i'm saying through her activity if she wouldn't be and she'd be running as much or being as active i think anyone is going to put on on weight with inactivity 
Now, you mentioned that you were in the delivery room. Is that correct? Yes. And you were on, you assisted in, in the delivery? No, I did not assist. I was there and observed my granddaughter being delivered. And you didn't know who the father was up until that day? No, I did not. Did not know that. You didn't ask? Not up to that point I didn't because when I found out that I was going to be a grandfather, Casey was expecting a child, and we went through the different tests and we went... My question to you, sir, is did you ask? I think it was right shortly thereafter or right around maybe just before she had delivery. I'm not sure of the exact time when I finally did ask. And I remember a name of, of Baker was brought up. So the answer is yes, you did ask. Yes. Now, how soon after finding out that your only daughter is pregnant did you ask, who's the father? I don't know. It could have been... Like I said, prior, just prior to her delivering Kaylee, so I'm, not, I'm not really sure. I don't have an exact timetable. You're asking me to just be specific. A just a second. Please let the witness finish answering the question before there's another question. Yes, sir. Continue. Are you finished, sir? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Now, after you find out your daughter's going to be uh, giving birth to your first grandchild. How long after did she give birth? Well, if I just found out in May or June, we had uh, Kaylee was delivered in August. So it was over two to three months, you know, give, give, give or take a few weeks. So in the entire two months, you never stopped your daughter and asked her, who is the father of this child? Sustained. You didn't ask her up until just before the child was born. Sustained. The day after, or the day you were uh, confronted with this news, did you hold a party or anything like that? No, just Give a baby shower. Staff, did you answer the question, sir? The day that I found out that I was going to be a grandfather when I first got the news of Casey's pregnancy and it was only Cindy, Casey, and I at our house. Now, you testified under direct examination that you thought your daughter was working. Did you not? Yes. Do you recall speaking to the FBI on July 31st of 2008, excuse me, July 30th? I had spoken to the uh, FBI, the Sheriff's Department, numerous agencies, a couple different agencies within a two or three week period. And when you spoke to the FBI, did you make the statement the irresponsibility, because I've known her. I've Just a second. Sure, sure. Sustain, rephrase your question. Yes, I'll rephrase the question. On July 30th of 2008, 
Do you recall speaking to an agent, uh, Scott Bolin, and an agent McElier? If that was the date that you have written down, that's probably the date that I did. I'm, I'm not, I can't be specific on a timetable because I don't have information in front of me, but I'm sure that probably Page was the date. Page 35, counsel lines one through four. Did you make the statement, the irresponsibility, because I've known her. Just a second. I don't believe it is, Judge. Line lines one through four. When you give the landing page, give counsel an opportunity to find the line. Yes, sir. Okay, next question. Did you make the statement, the irresponsibility, because I've known her, I've had a feeling for the last two years, my daughter has not worked. Did you make that statement, Mr. Anthony? I, I did, I did. So was the statement you made under direct examination to this jury the truth, or was it Objection. to the FBI the truth? Objection. Improper cross-examination. I Approach. Now, Mr. Anthony, you believed your daughter was working? Yes, I believe Casey was working, yes. And every two weeks, did she come home with a paycheck? No, I never really saw a paycheck from her because if she had a direct deposit or however she handled her finances, that was up to her. What did you see your daughter spending her paycheck on? Pardon me? What did you see your daughter spending her paycheck on? Well, hopefully for um, necessities for her, for her daughter, uh, gas for her car, uh, insurance to insure that car. I mean, we were very, very good about helping uh, Casey out in any way we possibly could if she was struggling financially or anything like that at all. I mean, we just wanted to make sure she was responsible for herself and her child. And since you were wanting to make, to find out that she was responsible for her child, when did you ask to meet the nanny? I never asked to meet uh, a nanny. I, 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 I never did. And did the nanny ever call the house? Not that I am ever aware of. No. Did you ever hear the nanny speaking to Casey on the phone? No. And did uh, you ever see photographs of the nanny? No. Did you ever see anything written uh, describing a phone number or anything like that? Any information about the nanny? No, just whatever Casey told us about that um, she had someone that was helping take care of Kaylee when um, her mother and I weren't available to. And every day she would get up, get dressed, and go to a work and go to work and drop Kaylee off with the nanny. That's what we were told she was doing. I mean, I had no, I had no reason really at too much at any point not to disbelieve or believe my daughter. I mean, she, she was taking care of her child the best way yes, she sir? possibly could. Is that a yes? Well, I think you got an open-ended question there to a, to, a, to a point, and I'm trying to answer it the best way I possibly can. I mean, did, did I ever know that she was dropping my question Kaylee you, off every time, sir? That's what you're sort of asking me. My I don't know. She was, I was hoping she was taking her to someone she described or told us was a nanny. My question to you, sir, is... Did she get dressed and go to work and leave the child with a nanny 
as far as you know? As far as I know, yes. For two years. It might not have been an exact two-year period. It could have been a little bit less than that. You know, I'm not really known how long that she might have been. A year and a half. Possibly a year and a half. Could have been a year. I'm not really sure. So you don't know the different. You know, Kaylee was only two and a half. Yes. Correct. So for most of her life, Casey dropped her off at a nanny that didn't exist. I'll rephrase it, Judge. Sustain. For two years, Casey dropped a Casey dropped Kaylee off at a nanny that you never met. Maybe not a whole two years. But to answer your question, yes, someone that I never met, someone I had never had a phone number for or had any indication to go to to pick Kaylee up or anything like that. For most of her life. For probably maybe, it maybe a half of her life I'm just, I'm just going in a roundabout way but actually to actually to answer your question Kaylee when Casey when Kaylee came up missing Kaylee was two years and ten months not two and a half so that needs to be clarified sir with okay. you okay now let me ask you this did you ever go to a sports authority to verify if Casey worked there absolutely I did yes and you found out she wasn't working there I found out that she was not employed there because I went to go surprise my daughter at lunch just surprise her. Yeah, to take my daughter to lunch just to see how she was doing. Yes. And it had nothing to do with the fact that you suspected she was not working. That was a twofold thing, yes, to see if she was there. And if she was there, great, terrific, I'll take her out to lunch. So which was it? Was it because you wanted to surprise her for lunch or you wanted to verify and see if she was lying to you? Sustain. Are you saying, sir, that the both, both of those were the reasons? Is that what your testimony is? One, hoping that she was working there. Secondly, if she was, I would take her out to lunch. Now, the sports authority was not Universal Studios. No, it was not, but I understood from Casey being an event planner, again, those, they do not run these events every single day. She can My only question be to you, sir, is sports authority. I'm trying, I'm trying to explain. Sustain, listen, folks. Ask the question. Let there be a break between the answer, Mr. Anthony. The court reporter cannot take it down when both of you are talking. And uh, if a witness is being over-responsive, counsel say the witness is being over-responsive. But do not interrupt a witness when the witness is attempting to answer the question. You may proceed. Sports authority is not the same as Universal Studios. I will agree, yes. Now, did you ever go to Universal Studios to inquire if your daughter was working? No, I did not. I want to discuss June 16th of 2008. Do you understand? Yes. You said you had breakfast with Kaylee. Yes. Kaylee would often have breakfast with you. Numerous times, yes, we'd have breakfast together. Yes. Kaylee loved to swim. Yes. And Kaylee would almost go swimming every day. More, she would go as frequently I, as, I, as I know that Cindy would take her or 
Cece would take her. I, I rarely ever got in the pool with, with Kaylee unless Cindy and I were there together with her. Kaylee would wake you up and say, Jojo swim, Jojo swim. Correct? She did a few times, yes. And Kaylee could get out of the house relatively easily, correct? Relatively easy, I'll agree with you to that, yes. Now, around June 16, 2008, you were having significant marital problems with Cindy, were you not? Not on that particular day, no. Let's go back for a little bit. Once Kaylee was born, you moved out, did you not? Approach. You may proceed. Now, when Kaylee was born, you moved out. Um, no. Around that time. How many months before you moved out? Um, November, towards the end of November, first part of December 2005. I'm sorry? Towards September? the end of November, the beginning of December 2005. So Kaylee would have been just... few weeks, a couple months old? If I'm not mistaken, from August to December could only be almost four months. I'm sorry? From August to December could be almost four months or going into like a fifth month. She was an infant when you moved out. Yes, yes. And Lee also moved out. Uh, Lee was out on his own, trying to establish himself as a as a young man in the world, just trying to get out to be on his own to have some responsibility. And the issues with you moving out of the house was because Casey didn't want you around. No, that that had, no, that no, that wasn't the reason. That wasn't the reason. What were the reasons for you moving out of the house? Uh, Cindy and I had some financial difficulties. We were going through a, a really tough marital time, and and that is a personal matter between her and I, and that's not for the, the court or you to decide. I'm not on trial here for that. This is uh, when you told Cindy you had a gambling problem, correct? I had I'd done some gambling on the internet. Yes, sir, that's, that's well established, and I'm not going to deny that. I did it. Now, did you tell the FBI that it wasn't a gambling problem, that you fell for some Nigerian bank scam? There was a Nigerian bank scam and also some minor gambling that was done on it. So, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't lie to them. I told them the truth. I told them, I'm telling you the truth today. So it's both. You were gambling and you fell for a Nigerian bank scam as well. And I believe there's other people that have happened to. Yes, sir, it did. Yes. And when you moved back, the tension between you and Casey continued. Not really. I don't, there was some tension because I had moved out of the house, but it wasn't because of prior tense between Kaylee and I or Casey and I or anything like that. I mean, Cindy and I were going through a rough time. It happens. But as far as when I came back to the house, things were a lot better because I didn't just come back all of a sudden. It took months for me to gain some confidence back with Cindy and our marriage and stuff again. And it's something we're still working on today. Now, going back to June 16th, after you had breakfast with Kaylee, what did Kelly do then? Oh, we watched a, a, a DVD. I'm almost positive we did as far as which one. I can't remember specifically. But just spending time with her, coloring and coloring book, was something we did pretty much an everyday occurrence. And just spending time with her. And it's your testimony that both 
Casey and Kaylee left the house at 12.50. 12.50 or shortly thereafter, yes sir, positive. I know that for a fact. And That's what time did you go to work at that day? Uh, shortly after two o'clock, 2.10, 2.15. I only had about a 10 minute drive to go to work and I just lived a short distance, I mean I worked a short distance away. Now, you described to the ladies and gentlemen of the jury what Kaylee was wearing that day. Yes. And that was a pink top? Mm-hmm. Is that a yes? Uh, yes. And jean shorts? Yes. And white sunglasses? She had white sunglasses, yes. And a backpack with monkeys on it. Is that correct? When I first was asked the question by the state, I just said a backpack, but yeah, it did have what I believe was a monkey design on it, yes. What did Cindy wear that day? I have no idea. I can't remember what Cindy wore that morning because Cindy would leave sometime between seven, eight o'clock in the morning. What's I mean, she, she was very professional wearing it. It could have been uh, a pair of slacks and a top. I don't know, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. What did Cindy wear the next day? Overall, as to that question. What did Cindy wear the next day? Again, it could have been uh, slacks, it could have been a dress, uh, you know, a nice top. I don't know. I don't know what Cindy wore the next day. Now, you weren't asked about what Kaylee was wearing for one month after she went missing, correct? You're going to have to give me a little bit more of a question here for me to give you an Nobody asked you what Kaylee was wearing the last time you saw her until July 15th, 2008, one month after you last saw her. That's correct because I didn't know where, I didn't know that we would be having a missing child in our lives and be thrown into this. I didn't know anything about that, but I, I specifically know what she wore because that's the last time I saw her and that's what she had on. And you had no idea when you saw her for the last time that that would be the last time you saw her. That's correct. But yet, one month later, you still remember what she was wearing. Sustain. Did you remember one month later what Kaylee was wearing? Sustain. But you can't recall what your wife was wearing. Sustain. Do you remember what your wife was wearing last Tuesday? Sustain. Now, Mr. Anthony, you reported gas cans missing on the 24th of June, right? May I, yes. may I answer, Your Honor? Yes, you can answer. On June 24th of 2008, yes, I made a report to the Orange County Sheriff's Department about a break-in of a shed. Someone forcibly broke into a shed and removed uh, gas cans. And you did that because you were concerned that someone was burglarizing your shed. Sustained. Mr. Anthony, 
You knew Casey would take gas from the gas cans, did you not? Stay. Mr. Anthony, when you reported, when you got the gas cans back from your daughter, how did that occur? Stay. Mr. Anthony, did you ever notice any duct tape on that gas can? Yes. You may continue. Mr. Anthony, you, you testified today that Kaylee did not drown in the pool, correct? That's correct. And you said that when you heard this today, you would not have, we would not be here if that were the case. Do you remember saying those words? Yes, sir. But you've heard this previously, have you not? Okay. From the question, the question is phrased. Uh, yes. Okay. Now, and you've heard this previously from several different areas, do you not? Did you not? No, sir, just one area. You've also heard from the prosecution that that's how Kaylee died. Did you not? You may. Jackson sustained, rephrased the question. Mr. Anthony, you met yesterday with prosecutors in this case, did you not? Yes, for a brief period of time, I talked to Mr. Ashton, yes. And you spoke to Mr. Ashton about the testimony here today? Briefly, yes. We just discussed how I would be basically questioned by the, by, by the state, by him, and, and there was no, the there was no, there was no exact questions or anything like that. We just went over a generality of things. Yes, sir. So you were prepped and no, sir. I was ready not to go. prepped. No, that that's that's a misconception. I was not prepped. I was just told that I'd possibly, or it looked like I'd be the first person called, and that we would talk about my granddaughter, and we've done that. How long did you meet with Mr. Ashton? About an hour, roughly. I'm I'm just roughly guessing. And he told you the questions he was going to ask you. No, sir. I already answered Just that. Just a second. Uh, he's answered the question, so objection overruled at this point. Now. Just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, the jury, the court at an appropriate time and talking about uh, judging the credibility of witnesses, the court will instruct you it is entirely proper for a witness to discuss their testimony uh, with their attorneys uh, prior to them coming into court and that a witness uh, should not be discredited uh, by talking uh, to an attorney. Instruction will read exactly. It is entirely proper for a lawyer to talk to a witness about the testimony the witness would give if called into the courtroom. 
the witness should not be discredited by talking to a lawyer about his or her testimony. You may continue. You currently have a lawyer, do you not? Yes, I do. And within 24 hours of reporting Kaylee missing, you had a lawyer then by the name of Paul Kelly, did you not? Overrule at this point. Uh, Mr. Paul Kelly is a workers' comp attorney. I did seek his advice when this first occurred because I had no one else to turn to. And with him having legal knowledge, yes, I did, but I did not retain him. He was there just as, we brought him in as a friend to help us through the first hour, the first few days, whatever it's going to be. He was, he, was, he was never, we'd never retained him. We, he was there just to, count, to counsel us through something, help us go in the right direction if we needed some kind of assistance. You sought legal advice from him within 24 hours of calling law enforcement, did you not? We had Mr. Kelly to our house the day that we first met you at our house. If I am pretty much on point with that. My Prior question to that, is, I never talked to Mr. Kelly. You sought legal advice from Mr. Kelly. Is that a yes? I didn't ask you when. I, okay, I will, I will answer that yes right now. And that was within 24 hours of calling the police in this case. It possibly could have been within a 24-hour period. I'm not sure. That can, that's a, okay, I'll say yes at this point. And then after you, you mentioned he's not a criminal defense lawyer, then you retained a criminal defense lawyer subsequent to him, did you not? You may. Objection sustained. Next question. Now, Mr. Anthony, you stated that you never had any duct tape. Is that correct? I, I, I didn't say anything about duct tape. I, you heard the, you've seen, are you aware of the duct tape that's involved in this case? I was made aware of it some time ago. I can't see exact nature of how I got to have knowledge of duct tape. I could have seen it on the internet or some discovery that was left out there. I'm not really okay. sure. You're not sure? I'm not sure of the exact timeline. I mean, I understand that there was some duct tape that that's part of this uh, trial, part of this case. You sat right over there while I gave my opening statement, did you not? Yes, sir, I did. So you know exactly what I'm referring to, do you not? Sustained, you can ask them about duct tape, but you can't ask them about your opening statement. Opening statement is not evidence. Next question. You understand what the issue is, correct? You've seen the duct tape that we're referring to? Yes. Now, you told Mr. Ashton that you never had any duct tape. Were you in possession of that duct tape? I don't remember that duct tape, that this, whatever you're talking about, I remember that being exactly at my home. I mean, I've had tapes and stuff for, for many years. I mean, I've purchased 
duct tape at different places. I'm not. Hankel brand duct tape. Sustain, Mr. Anthony, would you finish answering the question, please, sir? That specific one, if, if that was at my house, then I guess that could be considered, yes, in my possession. I had knowledge of it. And you did not put the duct tape on that gas can, correct? Sustain. Were you in possession of that duct tape at, at the public supermarket, for the command center, while you were passing out flyers of your missing granddaughter? Sustain. Judge, may we approach? I, I no. Mr. Anthony, on when did you first find out that your car that your car was towed? Overall, as to that question, when I first found out about our Pontiac Sunfire had been towed, we had received a a notice through the United Postal United States Postal Service. See, like a yellowish color tag, probably about the size of this. And it just had our name on it, uh, the person who had sent it. And it was available to be picked up, you know, at the, at the local post office where we have, where we get our mail delivered from. Did you understand my question, sir? My question was... When I first got notice of it? When did you first know or find out that your car was towed? What date? I believe it was Sunday, the 13th of July. It was on a Sunday. And you picked up the car on the 15th? Overall? You picked up the car on the 15th? Yes. And when you picked up the car, did you advise anyone that your granddaughter was missing? If I remember correctly, when I was walking around the car with the uh, gentleman at the tow yard, and after realizing that I hadn't seen my granddaughter for nearly a month, and I had really hadn't had a lot of contact with my daughter within that month, I was concerned when I seen the car being towed there, when I saw the car had been towed there. Did you advise anyone that your granddaughter was missing when you picked up the car? No, not at that time. I didn't say she was missing, no. You didn't tell anyone that you hadn't seen your granddaughter? What I said to the tow gentleman that was there, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. It was when we were walking around the back of the car. I didn't verbally say it out loud. I think I said it in a very soft tone that I hope this I hope that my granddaughter, I hope this is not my daughter or my granddaughter or both because of the way the car smelled. And that smell was the smell of human decomposition. Sustain. After you smelled that smell, sir, what did you do? Mr. Yes, Baez.
Judge, until this witness is called for further testimony, I have no questions. Can it redirect in those areas? Since Mr. Bias has raised it, tell us about the uh, Sports Authority incident when you went to uh, check on your daughter's work situation. What happened? When I arrived at Sports Authority, I went inside and was met uh, with a uh, younger gentleman at one of the uh, cashier areas. And I introduced myself. I said, I'm, I'm George Anthony. I'm Casey's father. Is Casey here? And the gentleman said, I, who's Casey? And I said, Casey Anthony. And I gave her a brief description. Sustain. No, it's not for the truth of the matter asserted. It's simply to establish. Mr. Bias, she, she didn't hear your objection. If I Go may, ahead. it's not for the truth of the matter asserted, just to establish the events that flowed from the statement. I would ask the court to reconsider. Sustain. Now, based upon what the gentleman told you, what did you do? I got a little concerned and I asked to see the manager. And did you have additional conversations with him? I had telling me what they were. Did you have additional conversations with him? I had a more conversation with the manager and found out that my... Don't, don't tell me what they said. Now, after that conversation, did you, what did you do? Knowing that Casey was not there, I got in my car and left. At some point, did you um, address this issue with either your wife or your daughter or both? First time I addressed it with uh, my wife, Cindy. All right, and tell us about that conversation. It was not the best conversation to have with Cindy at the time because of feeling that I was invading Casey's uh, privacy to a point, following her, just should have just left it go and not was your been, 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 the, been the detective of the house to look to go find what was going on. Was your te detective work well, well received by your wife? No, it was not, it was not. Did it create additional strife in a relationship that you were trying to repair? Slightly, but we worked through it. Did you address this with Casey as well? I don't remember if I really addressed it immediately or if it was a short period of time after or we just had a brief discussion. I mean, I don't think it was anything of, anything that was that bad. I just. You just let it go. Just let it go. Now, can, can you tell us when in relation to the last time you saw Kaylee, this would have been what, the same year, the year before? Can you give us a general idea? The last time I saw my granddaughter Kaylee was June 16, 2008. I mean, the, the, the Sports Authority incident, when oh, was sports that? Sports Authority, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, sports when was Authority that incident, I believe was towards the end of 2007, could have been early part of 2008. I, I'm not really sure of that generality of the time, but I know it wasn't that all that long ago. Now let's talk about Mr. Kelly, the attorney that counsel asked you about. Had he done some work for you in the past he was my workers comp attorney when i had a couple different injuries he took care of that for me and how long how far back was that that he was worked as your attorney 
of a room. How, how far back was it that he had actually worked as your attorney? Uh, he helped me two different occasions. One time was in, uh, I believe it was 1995, 1996, and again in the uh, early part of 2000. I'm just... Subsequent to that, had your relationship with Mr. Kelly changed from lawyer-client to something more personal? Oh, we've, we've been just great friends for nearly 20 years. And, and do you, did you and Cindy uh, socialize with his family? Did your kids socialize together? Was it that kind of relationship? We've, we've been out to dinner uh, a couple different occasions, been to his home, and, and shared uh, a meal at his home with his, him and his family. And when you had him come to your house the day, I guess the, the day after you found out Kaylee was missing, um, was, was he there more as a friend or more as a legal advisor? Over a friend, but also legal. I mean, it was a combination of both because we, Cindy and I didn't know where to turn, except to turn to someone that we considered our friend and had legal knowledge. So we were reaching out to just get some help. How would you describe your emotional state on that day, the, six, the 16th of July, the day after? everything was revealed in the day that, how were you feeling? What were your emotions then? No, I believe this is the date that counsel was referring to. Overall. Just tell us that. Very, um, very tired, very edgy. Hadn't had n uh, nothing to eat or drink since uh, probably earlier the, the day prior to that. Uh, talk about running on fumes. I mean, you're, you're just you're going in so many different directions. It's it's hard just to, to just to sit down and just concentrate on one particular thing because your your whole main objective is to find your missing granddaughter. That's whatever it took. I mean, we were to say how exactly I felt that day. I I, I do know that we were just devastated. No further questions. Okay, may the witness uh, stand down. Subject to recall, Judge. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Anthony. You may resume your seat. Okay, we'll take care of it. Thank you, Mr. Anthony. Okay, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the time is now uh, seven minutes to the hour of five. Uh, we will recess for uh, the evening. Again, please remember all of my previous admonitions. Uh, do not watch, listen, or read any news accounts of this case. Do not discuss this case among yourselves, nor with anyone else. And please remember my earlier instructions uh, dealing with social media and people contacting you, including your loved ones when you talk to them this uh, evening. Any additional instructions from the state or the defense? Okay, members of the jury, you may be excused. We'll see you tomorrow again at 9 a.m.